Welcome to the Tailored Life Podcast, the one and only fitness and nutrition podcast that goes way beyond just training and nutrition and helps you create a life by design. I'm your host, Cody McBroom, and with me is my co-host, Travis McQueen. Today, we got a Q&A. Got a lot of good questions today. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Yeah. How full are you still right now? <laughs> I mean, I you got there at 8 a.m. Yeah. You're just eating yeah, and drinking beer all day. Yeah. Uh, we stayed up pretty late, too. Yeah. Damn. Just playing board games with the family and eating out. lumpia all day. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Not a whole lot, but yes. Is that like? There was 40 people there, dude. It was like. I know that's a staple. Does that replace turkey? Or is there still turkey? No, definitely turkey. Okay, yeah. so that's just like a side dish. Yep. I mean, it's just literally they just have it out at their house constantly every day. Out. Yeah. Just that's damn. It's, it's that, like M and M's. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's like a dish. Yeah. It's that big of a staple. Oh yeah. Holy shit! I it's didn't the know staple. I mean, I, I knew it was, but I always just assumed if there was a potluck, there was lumpia. Hell yeah. yeah. But I guess the only time I've ever like uh, I had some uh, Filipino clients that I would go to like things every once in a while, but it was like an event. Yeah. So I don't see it otherwise. You don't know. So yeah. I assumed that it was just only for. Oh no! It, I mean, at least their family, and I'm assuming. I know Pal has told me the same thing. Like that's crazy. It's it's that. Is it pretty easy to make? Yeah. I mean, well, I don't for want them. To, yeah, for them. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say it's got to be like pretty convenient, easy to make. Otherwise, I would, would assume Joe's can't do it, but her mom and her aunts and everybody else does it. I mean, like chicken's a staple for us. We don't. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It takes, but it's like you got to cut the chicken and you got to yeah. grill it or prep it. It seems like a lot. You gotta, yeah. You gotta roll make that. The ing- exactly what I think. Yeah, that seems like a pain in the ass. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, yeah. We had a very traditional Thanksgiving. Yeah, turkey, yeah. Your gravy, dad's? stuffing. Yeah, nice, nice crispy stuffing. Dude, I got uh, um, I got my blood was boiling. We left. I actually, I think I experienced my first migraine. And migraine. Yeah, I, I was talking to Shane's dad about this. He, he had a headache, and he was like, "Do you have migraines often?" I was like, "I don't think I've ever had a migraine." Like, I've headaches, like, they, they bug me. But it's not like, I never have them all the time, and I don't have them, like, people talk about migraines being so excruciating. Yeah. Dude, I couldn't get up. Like, I literally, every time I stood up, I had to, like, go to my knee for a sec. Like, it hurt so bad. Whoa. I, when we got home, I went and sat, because I have that, like, bench in our shower. I just sat in the shower with it fucking just beaming on me for, wow. like, 30 minutes to try to, like, dude, it was brutal. I don't know what happened. But. Did you take some ibuprofen? Yeah. Okay. Didn't do shit. Like 800 so just, milligrams. Just went away? I just went to sleep. Woke up and it was finally gone. Whoa. It was hours. But like it started right after dinner and I was joking around because like I got in like a debate about nutrition <laughs> <laughs> with my aunt-in-law um, who like, I mean, I don't see her that often, yeah. but we're not like, I don't know. She's your uncle's wife. Yeah. She won't listen to this. So we're, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a fan. Yeah. <laughs> like, but uh, it was just... Like I, me and Shannon were joking afterwards. She was like, that's where it came from. Your blood's just boiling. But like, basically it was funny cause my uncle was asking me, he was like, okay, so like, how do I, like, I need help. Like my metabolism slowing down, you know, I'm 50 something or 62 now. And I was like, I mean, you just don't do as, but like, so I was just talking about like general stuff. Like, man, you just gotta eat a little more protein, just get moving. And he was like, well, I can do, I do like 30 pushups now every day. I'm like, yeah, but once you can do 30 push-ups, they're not that challenging, but you got to do something else. Get some fucking dumbbells. Like, we were talking. And then he, he mentioned something about he heard from a naturopath and not realizing that his wife is, like, really close and takes a lot of advice from a naturopath. I didn't know that. I think I did. I just kind of forgot. Like, I, oh, I don't talk to her. So he says something, and I was like, honestly, 99% of naturopaths are full of shit. Like, literally at the dinner table. I saw my dad like just get up and like, walk off. <laughs> Dude. Oh no. And Shannon said that like she he like she wasn't even paying attention and she heard that and she kinda like perked up. Uh, yeah. Oh did. And my uncle was just like, Oh yeah? Like how come? <laughs> and he's like, What do you what else? Like just like keep going, Cody. And I was just like just digging into it. Um and for anybody listening, like I don't wanna I don't like throwing shade at specific people, but it's the same thing, like, you know, CrossFit gets a lot of slack. And this is what I told him, too. I was like, look, there's, there might be a naturopath out there that's good. There's also CrossFits that are good. I like watching CrossFit, and I like yeah. CrossFit athletes, but there's also a lot of bad CrossFit gyms that hurt people that don't need to be doing overhead snatches. Therefore, they get categorized into this category of this training hurts people. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, it turns into that. 
there's enough naturopaths that are so full of shit that it just turn it kind of taints that mm. because they're not doctors. You know, a lot of times they're pushing supplements that they they are just get affiliate money with like, and we get affiliate money from first form, but we're not like shoving it down people's throat. And these people like diagnose them and say they need these supplements to fix a medical issue. Right. And so I was kind of explaining how like majority of time they're just, they're, they rely on pseudoscience. And again, for those listening, pseudoscience is basically science that can't be actually uh, proven by research. How is it science then? It's pseudoscience. That's the whole point. Like it's guruism, right? Uh. Like, um, it's, it's, you know, seed cycling was a big thing. Seed cycling is, is the perfect definition of pseudoscience. It has worked for people and there is people who claim there is science behind it, but there's no evidence on seed cycling. Therefore it's pseudoscience. It's a quote unquote, like science based method used by people that has anecdotally worked. But if you really like boil that down, it's like, okay, these people who are probably under eating and eating shitty diets, they lose their period. They have their hormones all fucked up. So they go into the seed cycling approach. They do seed cycling. They get their menstrual cycle back. Their hormones improve. They might lose some weight. They feel better. It has nothing to do with the fact that you're cycling these different seeds and nuts throughout the, the, the month. What happened is that you're eating a shitty diet and you start eating walnuts and Brazil nuts and pumpkin seeds and different types of healthy fats that are going to improve your health and your hormones and therefore things improve. Yeah. You know, you probably cut calories too because you, you stop eating other things. Um, so it's, it's, but people can sell books and guides and programs on seed cycling. You can't really tell people on that, like, hey, stop eating shitty food, eat real food. Um, you can sell coaching and then you can just say that on a podcast like we do. But, um, but that's a good example of, of, you know, pseudoscience. And so like I was explaining that to him and then she, she, she kind of like interjected and was like, well, you know, and she brought up a, uh, you know, they help me with like my food sensitivities. And I was like, actually, well, you know, like, and this, part, Oh God. <laughs> I was like, well, food sensitivities aren't, aren't actually bullshit too. Yeah, they're, they're not proven. Actually, they've been proven against. And she was, she was like, well, no, I had like, I had blood work done. And I was like, oh, so you had, and this is how you, this is how you trick somebody. <laughs> I was like, oh, so you had like, uh, they found IgGs, the enzymes that show for the sensitivities. And she was like, exactly. And I was like, yeah, those have been proven to not be correct. So I like reel, reeled her in. It was like exactly my point. Like yeah. IgGs are an enzyme that spike when you eat something. doesn't mean you're intolerant to it or sen- have sensitivities to it. There's no even scientific definition for a sensitivity. Like that's not even a thing. Um, and so like. Did you make the ant leave? <laughs> oh my God, dude. I just started going in and then like, and then, and then she was like, well, it's, it's more like, well, what, like it's, it's based on my blood type. And I was like, well, the blood type diet's been just proven too. Like that's, there's no. It doesn't matter. Like it's not like your blood type determines the way you lose fat based on the foods you eat. Get the fuck out of here. Like that doesn't make sense. And it's been debunked. Like that's not true. And so like, then we went down that one. Dude, it was just like, I was like, you're not going to prove me wrong. Like, I promise you, this is all I do. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like, dude, it was, it was fucking hilarious. And then, uh, there was another thing that that was brought up and it was like, how did it end? Oh my God. I'm well, intrigued. It ended by my grandma tried like Tell four. Shut the hell up. My grandma tried to interject like four times yeah. and was kind of like, "Well, you know, everybody has like a different like." Kind of. <laughs> Go and then, grandma. And then I was like, "Yeah." And then you know the bullets, and I just kind of started talking about her. <laughs> and then finally, next thing I know, like I had a hand on my shoulder, and my grandma like got out the table and like walked over and was like trying to tell me something different. Yeah. So like I just finally was like, okay, like, and I just started listening to grandma. This is her house. I was like, I'm not gonna do that. So she started talking to me about something, and then. um and then like uh, Shannon was, and Shannon got up to go help with all the dishes. And then I saw my aunt like go over there and I was like listening from the dining room table and I could hear her trying to talk to Shannon about it. Yeah. And Shannon was just like, oh, well, you know, I, I don't I don't really know, but. Yeah. I love you know, Blakely. Cody. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was just like, yeah, Cody, I mean, this is all he does. You know, yeah. he does this for a living. He, yeah. He's got a, a scientist literally on his team. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think he knows, you yeah. know, it's like. Bro, uh, I, get, I get that. Yeah. I get that because I tell them I work for an online nutrition company, yeah. coaching company. They're like, oh, I need to tell you about my diet. Like, hey, I don't give it. I don't know shit about your diet. Yeah, here's the card. <laughs> here's That's the, not my role. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But just being associated with it, like they think I'm I'm the nutritionist mm-hmm. or the, uh, oh, like what Haley was doing. Dietitian. Dietitian. Yeah. Are you a dietitian? Well, I'm yeah. like, What? <laughs> Well, and that's the thing is like, I try to, I, I tried to tell them too. I was like, it's it, science is extremely 
simple. Yeah. Like it's there's no like there's no fancy thing here, and that's what you guys are trying to gravitate towards to. And your natural path is going to sell you something fancy. Like you're like if you do a blood test to find out your blood type that costs money that she can charge you for and then she can say that you got to take these supplements because your blood type and you got to follow her plan based on your blood type and it's individual to you because you're this blood type and blah blah blah. it's like uh, it promise has nothing to do with that like it just doesn't you know and the fact is is that science and getting results is just so fucking boring that it's not that sellable yeah you know and, and i literally it's told both of them they're sitting there and so like even my my uncle when i was explaining to him I was like, yeah, that, I mean, you don't need to do that. Like, it's, it's actually just this. Like, no, that you don't need to complicate it. Like, it can be this simple. Like, and I was just breaking down. I was like, it's actually just this simple. Like, muscles are fucking stupid. You did 10, 20, 30 push-ups. Now it's too easy. Like, add a half rep at the bottom. Now it's hard again. Your muscles are like, oh, shit, this is hard. I need to get stronger. Then when you're doing 31 and a half rep push-ups, add a band. Oh, shit, this got harder. Now add a plate on your back. Oh, shit, this got harder. Like, I was like, you just need to challenge and stress your muscles to create an adaptation. And then he was like, ask me about diet. And it's like, it's calories. Like it just boils down to this. And it's like, your so whole simple. night just talking nutrition. No, because I talk very fast. So yeah. this was like <laughs> a small portion of it, but, <laughs> but I just say he was in, he was just God like, damn that. Is, I mean, that is, easy. I was like, at the end of the day, like it, it, the reason I was like, look, the reason I'm able to have this successful company that you guys have seen me build as my family is not because of some fancy scheme or thing I thought of. It's because we hold people accountable and help them develop discipline. Because good, good habits. Because anybody can, like, we put out the science for free. Like, yeah, there's some, like, nitty-gritty, there's some, like, depth to some of this stuff that needs further explanation, especially when it comes to, especially training, because if you go to a more advanced level and then we start talking about the limb lengths and all that kind of stuff, or if you have a specific hormone issue, of course, there are specific things that come into play, but that's five percent of the population, you know, and that's not uh, that's not how we got here. But it was hilarious. It was just like hammering it, yeah. you know. And then finally, I just like the it ended with I finally came in the kitchen because I was like, I got to save Shannon. Like I feel bad for her, <laughs> you know, because I was the one that was like, Grandma, do you want me to help with dishes? Because my dad's like about to leave. My uncle's saying he's leaving, and I was like, my my grandma's got dementia, so he was in a walker. He ain't doing dishes. I'm like, we're not going to leave grandma with a fucking kitchen full of dishes. I was like, you want me to help with dishes? And then as I was trying to get up and get some dishes, Shannon went over there and then my aunt like approached her. So I kind of like stopped. Yeah. But I was like, I got to save her. So I came up and kind of just tried to like talk about something else. And then she brought it back up. But she was like, I'm just like, you know, it's good that we can, uh, we can disagree and like, it's okay. Like we just learn from it. And I was like, honestly, like science is, is just science is science. You can't disprove it. So there's plenty of times where I have theories across my career I've had theories totally. and hypothesis of like I think this happens and sometimes I'm like this does happen I see it happen and one of two things is the reason either I learn about it from the science and I learn that it's happening for a reason that I didn't realize like yeah this is the result that's occurring but it's not because of what I thought it was it's because of something way more simple than that and less sexy and not cool yeah. or I was just completely fucking wrong and I just have to eat it and accept that science is science um, and at the end of the day like science can't be disproven and food sensitivity tests are not, <laughs> I brought that back into it at the end. It's just like, you just, I mean, it's just it's how it is. It's black or white. Yeah. yeah. It's just, I don't know. Um, and she just went through, uh, she went through breast cancer and stuff. So like, that was one of the things that I was like, carefully, like not trying to, cause she brought up a couple things where like, oh, you'll get, you'll love this. This was fucking hilarious. Cause when she said the food sensitivity test, and this is actually legit. I think I explained this at the fire seminar. I said, I was like, there was actually a, um, a placebo study on food sensitivities. They told people they had food sensitivities. Lo and behold, they started reacting to the food. And then they, I'm assuming, told them they didn't afterwards and they went away because they only had the sensitivities because people told them they had food sensitivities to this. Just like the aerobic gene study, the steroid study. And I like explained that. And my uncle was like, whoa. And, my, and she goes, I don't have anything wrong with my brain. <laughs> and I was like, do you know what placebo is? I mean, that doesn't mean you have something wrong with your brain. That just means that somebody you trust told you something and you believe them. Yeah. Something wrong with your brain. Like just, yeah. a, if a doctor tells you something, you're going to fucking believe it. Yeah. Usually. Just like a naturopath. If they tell you something, you would believe it. Usually. Usually. Yeah. Unless you know enough to know that that's just not the case. Um, there's a reason why you don't see like doctorate candidates or people with master's degrees becoming naturopaths. Yeah. They don't. They become doctors. Yeah. Touche. <laughs> you know, so... 
But, um, but yeah, and then like the whole cancer thing, I was like, I'm not even going to like step into that. I was like, cause that's, that's a totally different beast. Like different cancers respond to different things. Like, uh, cause they were asking about fad diets and I was like, ketogenic diet that was made for epilepsy it has nothing to do with fat loss. People try to use it for fat loss and it can work if you create a deficit, but it was to help people with epilepsy stop having seizures yeah. and it worked. Yeah. Because epilepsy fuels off glucose. I was like, there's some cancers that do develop more off of glucose, which is carbs. So a ketogenic diet would help some cancers. There's some cancers that get fuel off fat. So going on a ketogenic diet would screw somebody. Totally. You know? I don't know what cancers are what, and I'm not going to even step into that world, but I don't know. That's crazy. I got a couple things to say. It's like, sec- uh, so you pretty much spent your Thanksgiving giving free Instagram content to everybody in the Basically. family. <laughs> Should just bring you next time, dude. Vlog it. Be hilarious. And second of all, it's like you know what's um, I'm like drunk, yelling at her. <laughs> Blood types don't work. <laughs> oh man, but like it's crazy because other industries. This is one thing about our industry is that it's so. Not, I don't want to say controversial, but very interesting. The fact that like it's a conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, your dad. I don't know. Your dad sells oil, mm-hmm. right? Nobody is around the table like, oh, my God, tell me, what? Yeah. Tell me about that oil. Yeah. Like, you know, how, how, how did the sales do? Yeah. Like, what? But, you know, you talk about diet or fitness. Oh, yeah. The whole world wants to talk. There, and it's, I mean, I think there's a few reasons for it. I, it it's so true, too. But, like, and that's so funny because I'm, like, thinking, like, if my dad's, like, talking about castor oil. And yeah. it's like, okay, like, just put oil in it. I don't give a shit. Like, yeah. But the fitness and nutrition on some level affects everybody, you know? It either it either affects how you perform in the gym. It affects, like, your Stay health. At- if you have an issue or disease or anything like that, it affects, like, your confidence. Your, you know what I mean? Like, everybody gives a shit to an extent. Or they want to learn because they want to help somebody they know. Because there's some people that are like, I don't even have a problem with it. I eat healthy and I stay fit. I don't give a shit. literally know But, like, my mom is sick. Like, I want to help her. She's overweight and she has diabetes. Like, somebody, you know? And so it does end up like really affecting everybody. And then the other thing is that it's so people form religions around diets. Like even like when we were at the fire, there was like some dudes that were following carnivore. She was a vegan or a vegetarian. I can't remember, but like you could tell, like they were like, what about carnivore? And they kind of look at the vegetarian lady and they're like, (laughs) here it comes. And I'm like, it's actually stupid. (laughs) Don't do it. And you should eat your plants. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but you might want to get some animal product. Like, yeah. And then look, guess what? It's gray area balance. Like that's really what it is. But people just form religions around. It. It's crazy. Like, uh, even, even on the other end, like I, like I've always been the type, like I'm, I'm like a, I'm like a libertarian of fitness and nutrition. I don't give a shit what you do. If you want my advice, I'll tell you what I think is optimal for health and what's going to give you the best results. But at the end of the day, like it just, whatever you do doesn't affect me. So do you, yeah. you know? And I believe in everything should be that way at the end of the day. Yeah. I don't know when it became like, we all got to like, somebody posted this thing. It was like, for Christmas, all I'm giving everybody is my opinion. Yeah. Be excited. Oh, I, I know. Like, God damn. Yeah. But it's like, at a certain point in time, one, you didn't ask anybody's political beliefs or you didn't give a shit. Yeah. Like, oh, that's not how I voted. Okay. And it's in the story. It's yeah. like, who gives a shit? Now yeah. it's like this fucking crazy thing. Yeah. But the point of me saying that is like, um, People get so into it, and it's on both ends. Like, um, I don't know if you ever watch Joe Rogan stand-ups, but I don't think he has a single stand-up where he doesn't say something about vegans being so, like, opinionated and, and focused on veganism. But if you, like, really listen to him, it's like, dude, you're, like, just as bad on the opposite end. Yeah. Because, like, even you listen to podcasts, he'll, like, throw out little jabs at him. And it's like, bro, why do you hate them so much? Like, who gives a shit, you yeah. know? But I guess they hate him, too. So yeah. It's, like, this weird battle. But he's all in on on – animal yeah yeah i mean he i think he eats he did carnivore for a little bit yeah but he like shared his experience on instagram, instagram yeah. and he was like talking about how he shit his brains out yeah <laughs> and he was like that's it's horrible yeah. he was like horrible the first week and then it got better and blah, blah blah but um and i understand his opinion too he hunts so it's like there's a and i don't know this because i've never hunted before but they say it's like a different feeling when oh yeah it is you're at the table with your family and you provided yeah that like i get that you worked hard for that you were camping overnight for it and shit like that same thing if you had a farm and you were growing all that, like, produce, you would be way more proud of that meal. Absolutely. You know? Crazy. So, but yeah, people get very, very... Yeah, so when, like, when do you think you're... <laughs> when do you think it's going to become, like, when you go to family events and they just know about it? They're like, 
All right. I mean, where they just don't ask you about it anymore. Maybe 40. <laughs> I think it'll always happen because I don't see my family enough. Oh, if I yeah. saw my family more, maybe not. Yeah. But I don't know, man. Like, Watch. and like my in-laws don't as much. And that's probably because they're like, oh, I don't want to ask. You know, it's a job. You know, like, because even CJ was like very cautious about it. And then yeah. finally I was like, bro, like, let me help you. Yeah. And now he lives. Yeah. But um, I don't know, man. I think I don't, I never bring it up. Yeah. It's at some point in time. Somebody always yep. asks yeah, a question. It, it's, happened for, it's happened less for me because I literally just blast our Instagram to my family. I'm just like, dude, check us out. Yeah. And then they look, look at it and they're like, oh, okay. All your you answers know? are here. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And I'm like, I go watch all these videos. I made them. That's what I do. Yeah. And I just, and they don't have to ask me for nutrition advice. But The other thing I see too is like, I get the, some, some people ask a lot of questions and I... <laughs> Some people always say, like, and I guess it depends on your profession. I could see, like, uh, there's a Seinfeld episode about this. Like, Jerry <laughs> dates a massage therapist, and she, like, is, like, she gives massages, and, like, Kramer wants a massage. She's glad to do it, but she never wants to give him a massage because she's with him all the time, and he just wants a fucking massage. And it's, like, I could see that. Like, you give him massages all day. last thing you want to do is rub your husband's shoulders. Yeah. Like, you're, like, Dude, I've been doing this all day. Yeah. I'm never that way. Yeah. Like, I won't put it on you, but you ask me something, I'm going in. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, you can't shut me up. Like, yeah. I will. I, I'm going to cover all bases. Yeah. But sometimes on the other end, I see my, she still listens to the podcast sometimes, so she might laugh at this. I get this from my mom all the time. And I'm always like, you're fine, stop. But it's like, oh, I haven't even worked out in a few days. Or like, I've been eating real crappy. I had too many drinks this week. So like, That's your mom's voice It's almost right there. like, I know. <laughs> it's almost like she's in a confession booth. Yeah. Like, Every confessing time she sees her sins. You. And I'm like, Mom, you're retired. Bro, that comes with this industry. It does. I, I, that's what I'm saying. Every time you go see family, people are going to be like, oh, dude, whoa, yeah. I, I ate three cheeseburgers Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I don't care what you do. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Or even like, uh, I think it was like my grandma put out, like she got extra turkey breast because she figured like, oh, this is like the, you know, turkey breast, whatever. I was like, oh, cool. And then like I grabbed the turkey leg that was just like the big thing. I was like, I'll just take this. <laughs> like, it's like, I don't care. It's Thanksgiving. Yeah. But I don't want people to feel guilty, you know. My dad does the opposite. He's funny because he, he like him and he's like, feel this. And he's like flexing. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, check this bicep out. And it's so funny because that's him, you know. Yeah. You know both my parents. Yeah. Like, but he's, I saw a picture of him on my grandma's face. I was like, damn, dad, you've lost some weight. Yeah. He's like, he's been at it. He, He's old school with it though. He's Good like, I don't, I don't need any of that fancy shit. He was like, I do 50 push-ups straight in the morning. I was like, dad, you got to stop that. Like, <laughs> break it up. Slow, do a slow negative. Add a pause. Do five sets of 10. Yeah. Like, he's like. I don't know what you're talking about. Who gets the, he was like, I was doing these with the dumbbells and he's like punching up. And I'm like, why are you doing that? Yeah. He was like, well, I figured it's working my traps. And I'm like, no, it's not. Like that's, you're, you're working the opposite of your traps. And like, what do you do? You're punching the air with five pound dumbbells. Like yep. that's like water aerobics. Dad, stop. Totally. So I taught him some stuff, but then he like just, um, he just beat the shit out of, uh, he bought one of those punching bags. That's like a human. Oh yeah. 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 Bob. Yeah. He just, striking and shit but he i mean he got lean he's i'm like damn you're killing it you know what i think that is as a little bit and i don't mean to say it's like condescendingly or anything but it's like when when like say you know somebody very fit comes around people are like insecure they're just like yeah. they're like whoa not not thinking they're like judgment ju uh judgmental or anything but like People very get very defensive first. They're just like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." You it's know. a it's it's a subconscious insecurity. Absolutely, because you're not doing what they are. You're yeah. not. It's and it's hard. It's the same thing we talk about with like holidays are going out to eat and you order salad and people give you shit. It's not because you're doing something wrong or they actually like. I said it in that one post where it says, "If anybody gives you shit for eating healthy, you know, it's like yep. nobody actually thinks being fit and healthy is stupid." So if anybody gives you shit for doing things or building habits that would help you become healthier and more fit, it is literally an insecurity. Because honestly, like if you were like, oh, do you think this is dumb? Like me losing weight and getting in shape and increasing my longevity of life? They'd be like, well, no. <laughs> well, then why are you giving me shit? Yeah. Like they don't even realize it. You know, it's just yeah. a reaction. But, um, but it is true. And I think that's, uh, there was, it wasn't on fitness. I think it was just, I don't even know what kind of study or data they used to back this up, but there was like this thing. I remember reading this way back when we used to train couples or we trained people that were couples. I would talk about this. If you are somebody who has a significant other and that person is not about improvement and you are about improvement, it can create resentment and actually 
separation. Totally. So there's like situations where one couple will like, one person's like, I'm going to like improve myself and my life and get healthy. And they lose 50 pounds and the partner didn't. And they just stayed overweight and didn't care. That person is going to put this person down and be more insecure. And then this person is going to cause resentment because the, their partner is not happy for them. And it literally causes separation. That's nuts. And it's sad because why? Because one person decides to improve themselves, but it's hard because you can't force your partner yeah. to improve themselves, but hopefully it rubs off. Yep. Hopefully, because that, you know, like the resentment thing, people, if you get into that mindset of wanting to improve yourself and they're not, it's like there's no connection. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's important to talk about that stuff beforehand because me and Shannon had to have a long conversation about that because we get into a relationship where she doesn't train. She'll work out at times, maybe do yoga and stuff. Now she's finally getting into it where she wants to like get back in shape and everything. But I didn't push that on her. I mean, obviously, we've been together for how long? She's now like, you know what? I think I want to lift weights. Yeah. Cool. Like, there's no pressure, obviously. Yeah. Um, and she didn't track her diet. She didn't focus on any of that stuff. She didn't do, like, <coughs> personal development. And then she gets with this guy who's fucking obsessed with all of the above. I had to make, like, a very clear, you know, I had to communicate clearly to her, like, I don't care if you do any of this. Like, I'm not marrying you or with you because you do. I'm or with, no. like, yeah, it has nothing to do with any of it. I just do this for me yeah. and it's important for what I do for my living, you know? So I don't want it ever to rub off on you. Like you got to do it. And I think because we had that conversation, it's always, there's never been that. Like I don't get upset if she doesn't, I don't even think about it. I don't care about it. And she doesn't see me doing it and feel judged or feel like she needs to be doing it. Yeah. We just go about our shit. Yeah. Like it's just what I'm into. Um, Speaking of but, being into it, like I want to go back and make a comment about the thing you said with like, if, if someone asks, you, mm -hmm. you'll go in, but you're not going to force it upon them. Or like a uh, masseuse, you know, like after they get home from work, mm -hmm. it, it goes with any, it goes with any industry that you're doing a task for a job. Mm -hmm. So for instance, like y you don't do tasks. Your job is to educate. Mm -hmm. You educate people for a living. So like when you go home, you, to keep doing your job or like at a picnic or, or a potluck, a picnic, a potluck or something, you, you you still want to do it because all you're doing is educating. Yeah. You're not doing a task. Like for CJ or me, or I don't know about me because I still go home and do video editing and stuff like that. But like for some, they're like, I don't want to do this because yeah. I did it all day. But you're like, you educate people for, yeah. for to, an income. <laughs> to give them all the other people some credit, I will say I'm sure there's a difference when it's physical. That's what I meant. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. like and obviously, I think there's a difference too. Like even like with CJ, like his not only physical, but it's 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 something he's really good at, yeah. and he probably likes it a bit. But it's not like I'm extremely passionate about this. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I am, and I'm also not like physically draining myself. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So I can keep going and going and going. Yeah. But, um, and I think also too, like because it's more than just fitness and nutrition, it spawns into so many different things. Um. I mean, every, even like there's even situations with Blakely that I'm trying to educate her, but it's not, it, it makes me more excited about figuring out how to educate her because it has nothing to do with nutrition or training. It has everything to do with gratitude or appreciation or words, like the difference, like trying to explain. And this is actually like, dude, it's, it's a mind game. I'm sure teachers will listen to this and like laugh because they're like, oh, you're silly. But like she's learning letters and all that stuff. Well, what's the difference between like, so uh, like every letter in the alphabet says a sound, right? There's a song that they sing and it's on, on this magnet thing we have in our fridge. And so it's like every letter in the alphabet makes a sound. The S goes, the S goes, every letter makes a sound. The S goes, so she'll sing it yep. and then next letter and then it's C and I'm like, well, it's K, but it's, but that's K, but it's, that's but that's S. Yeah. Depends. <laughs> and now I'm like, fuck, how do I teach her this one? Yeah. And then like you. Uh, unknown. Uh, yeah. Unicorn. You, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? The U you, says you. That's how you says English uh, language but is. But so does A. Yeah. A says ah, uh, uh. So like, I'm breaking up. I'm like, okay, let me figure this out. You know, I'm trying to like relate things to her and shit. It's just, dude, it's, it's a mind game. Yeah. Even like uh, gratitude. She was complaining about something in our yard. We have a massive fucking yard. Our yard's huge. And one thing I can't tolerate, and I need to be better about this, is not have, being appreciative for what you have. Especially when I'm like, I didn't have that. Like, what are, like, and I can't say it this way, but some, I've caught myself going like, what are you complaining about? Like, and then I'm like, oh, she's four. Okay, let me think about this, you know. <laughs> but like, I had to like, think about that. Actually, Cody Smith helped me a lot on this one because he was like, he, he read something in a book. Um, 
it's called raising good humans for, for people listening. It's really good. And it was, it basically talks about like, um, he used the example of his shoes and we use this cause Blakely does this sometimes too. She's like, I don't want to wear my shoes. I'm like, well, we're going to the grocery store. You gotta wear shoes. I don't want to wear shoes. And it was and like, you just get pissed and then you're like, put on your fucking shoes right now or you're I'm taking your toy or something, you know, yeah. that doesn't work. Yeah. So what's recommended in the book is like, I read it and I'm like, this is so cheesy, but then you do it and it works. And so like, she's like, I don't want to put on my shoes. So I kneel down. And I'm like, I don't really like wearing shoes either. So I totally understand how you feel. I don't want your feet to get hurt. Can you please just wear shoes this time? And she immediately goes, okay, dad. (laughs) And in your mind, you're like, God damn it, that worked. (laughs) Because you're angry and you're faking it. But it's like, that works. And so you learn those things. So like she was complaining about the backyard. And I was like, I was like, I understand how you, how you could make, like be frustrated with that. But you know, daddy didn't even have a backyard. And she's like, what? Like that isn't, that's impossible. Yeah. I'm like, they live in an apartment. What's an apartment? It's a, it's, it's a room up the stairs. Like we have a few rooms, it's a little house, but we didn't have a yard, yeah. you know? And obviously, like, I had a yard at some points in my life, but for long, most of my life, I didn't. And she was just like, oh, my God. Like, it was just, like, mind-blown. Yeah. You didn't have a yard? And I'm like, I know. So this is pretty cool. Yeah. This is cool. Immediately stopped. And it's like, okay. I think a lot of it is, like, I don't know much, but I'm just saying, like, that it coming down to their level. Oh, it is. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I could <laughs> see, it, I mean, that applies to everything. Totally. Like, even, even in situations like, me and Shannon will argue. Or client. Clients, 100% clients. Yeah. People on the team, for yeah. me, like, it, it's so true. And that's why, like, Brandon being head coach is so helpful, too, because he is eye-to-eye, you know, and it, and it helps, like, yeah. being able to talk to the other coaches that's not your boss all the time. Um, and with Shannon, like, she'll talk to, down at me sometimes because at the end of the day, she is the boss of Blakely's world, you know? Like, I'm, like, the substitute teacher or, like, the, the teacher's assistant, you know, because I'm not with her as much. I don't... I don't know all the rules. I don't know all the pat- like patterns and routines like she does, not as ingrained, you know? So sometimes when she'll say stuff, I feel like I'm being talked down on. And then like I catch myself doing it when it's about money or bills or work or business. And then I have to catch myself. And totally. so it's like, damn, okay, like how do we learn how to do this? So, but again, that just goes back to like, that's, that's how my brain works is like learning different processes and, and coaching styles through all these different things. Cause in a way, every interaction can be coaching. Yep. You know? Absolutely. I'm coaching you and you're, I'm, I'm getting coached by learning through that experience as well, yeah. you know? And vice versa. Yep. You know? So, yeah. But, yeah. Mind-blowing. That's why the podcast is perfect for me because I literally could talk about this shit all I'm, the time. I'm fully aware, dude. You, bro, <laughs> you put a couple glasses of wine in me too. Yeah. That's how it was last night. <laughs> like, I had a few glasses of wine. I'm like, okay. Yeah. You want to talk diet at the Thanksgiving table? <laughs> Let's you, go. you come to the right person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally, man. And there's not a lot of people that like. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't want to say. There's not a lot of people that can talk about their. What, what's the craft? Word? Craft, sure. As much as you, mm-hmm. dude. <laughs> it's. I mean, I, I definitely. There's. I'm assuming there's got to be obviously people out there that can do it about this, but I I think there's, I think to me, and like, I don't want to sound like I'm tooting my own horn, but I think one, you have to be extremely passionate about something. And I am extremely, and it's never faded away. I've like just always been obsessed with this shit, which is crazy. But the other thing, when you get wound up to start talking to strangers about it, yeah, you know, man. (laughs) Oh yeah. Dude. Like, I mean, like I, uh, for people, this is hilarious. I I got our, uh, I was getting adjusted at Cairo. She signed up for coaching. I was getting my windshield repaired. He signed up for coaching and I didn't go in there like, I'm going to sell this person. Yeah. I, didn't, I don't even, I just finally got business cards, but I go in there and they they asked me a question because I was in a workout gear and at the Cairo, they were like, why, why am I adjusting you? This is Heather who works at Hallie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you get to talk in and when people can feel that passion, it's, a, it's just a different ball game, you yeah. know, like instantly people are like, holy shit. Like, yeah, like you're in. So I hope people in the neighborhood listen to that, that seminar I recorded for them because yeah. you can feel it in there. Yeah. The other side of it, though, I will say is some people, like my dad used to always, he just calls it the gift, the gift of gab or whatever. You can just gab, 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 gab. He's always said, he's like, you got the gift of gab. You know, it's just how it is. So, like, if I know anything about something, I'm down to talk about yeah. it. You know, because we'll, we'll, we'll go have drinks with some people and they'll bring up business of any kind. Yep. And I'll just start going off. Mm-hmm. What are we going to talk about? Communication, marketing, leadership. Like, I can just go. So, Anything I, I like, I just, I don't know. I find so much value in that communication interaction. It's oh, like, there it is. 
It's especially just fun. If it, especially if it's positive. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun, man. I would I would rather do that. That's why I've always been the type that I don't want to go to a loud bar or a club or anything like that. Let's go to a bar where I can hear you or like a lounge. Like, let's talk. Yeah. Like. I love that. I'm all about that. Yeah. yeah. Ten years ago, maybe, but no, not not anymore. No. Oh, loud bar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah no. But, Damn. Well, that, it sounds like you had a great Thanksgiving, man. Yeah, it was solid. I yeah. had fun. Well, should we answer some questions? We should. All right. We got a couple here. Um, all right. We will start. Um, we got one coming from Leanna. It says, I am looking to move on to my own business. I'm currently working at a franchise, so I'm not able to take any clients with me when I leave. What are the staple things you suggest starting a business in personal training by yourself? For both online and in-person transition, what would you say the staples are and how to find a relatively small space to be my gym base at the moment as I start? How to build... So there's multiple questions in here. We'll break them down. How to build a blog website as well. Do I just buy my website? What do I do? How did you go about starting your own solo venture in personal training? Never started my own venture in personal training. So I just want to make that clear. Um, I train people online. I started my venture in that. Um, and I eventually got a facility to ho- like just be our headquarters, but I never opened my own gym to personally train people in person. Um, so I just want to make that clear. Um, a lot of, a lot of, I'm going to give you like the staples of what I think you need to focus on in starting your business and kind of going off on your own. But I think the answer to finding your own location and your website are both pretty damn simple. Finding your own location it'll depend how much you want to do in person versus online. If you're trying to do stuff like for me, I like my goal was not to train people here. My goal was to have a headquarters to film content, to work outside of my home because it's very hard to focus and work at home. Um, so I literally was just looking at retail and warehouse space within X distance. How far am I willing to drive to work? What's available? That's what you would do. Um, if I'm training people in person, I also have to consider walk-by traffic. So you want to be somewhere where people are going to be walking by. So I'm not, I, I, I want to be close to my home, but I also want to be near like a popular coffee shop or a yoga studio or something that people that are health conscious are going to be walking around or seeing it or it's in a busy location where people could go to. Um, so it kind of depends. Like if you're trying to open like a CrossFit gym, warehouse style would be perfect. If not, retail space is going to be better. Um, but you just want to, I mean, you got to find something that's affordable. You got to find something that's going to get walked through traffic and you're going to find something that's relatively close to your home. Like that's plain and simple. Um, as far as the website, I mean, there's a hundred steps. I mean, I'm not going to go over them all. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, you do. Find a domain. Yeah, you got to go find a domain. So what is your business? See what's available. Buy the domain. If nobody has taken it, it's going to be cheap. You just buy it. Um, And then you got to buy a website. I always recommend WordPress to people. I think WordPress is probably the best uh, web. versatile. Yeah. I mean, it it does the best with uh, what you can do. Like it allows you to have more plugins, more features, have more media styles. Like it's better for SEO because of that. It's not necessarily that like Squarespace sucks for SEO. WordPress is good. But it, the more things I can use to push better quality content and get better Google ranking, stuff like that, it's going to be better for SEO. So WordPress has more features that allow you to build your SEO better. And SEO is search engine optimization, which means people are going to be able to find you better. Um, now, if you're in an in-person location, you can kind of not worry about that as much because you can literally just buy Google ads for your area and people search and pumps you, they pump your way because your area for is different than mine. So... I try to optimize SEO for Washington state because that's local to me, but local to somebody who owns a gym is going to be 10 mile radius because people are only driving so far to get to a gym, you know? Um, and I don't know if 10 miles is exactly what it would be, but relatively close. So WordPress is better. However, Squarespace is way easier to use. So Wix and Squarespace are the two most popular Squarespaces from what I've heard, probably better than Wix, but I don't know because I haven't used them but they're probably the most easily done by yourself. So if you're going to be designing it by yourself, you're probably going to want to go with Squarespace or something like that. Whereas WordPress would be, you need to hire somebody to design the website because designing that shit is going to be difficult. Um, But if you hire somebody, if you do invest, your website probably would be better. So um, sometimes I recommend 
just doing Squarespace until you can afford to hire somebody uh, and then transition over before you have a ton of content. Um, other times, if you have the money to do it, just invest from the start and just start your foundation on a solid ground, you know? Um, and then it's just creating content. I think the biggest thing is like, number one, the purpose of a website is to have like an online business card. It's something that you can send people to. It's something that you can host content. Some people can search and find you. It makes you look professional. If you're going to hire somebody and they don't have a website, they don't have a location, they don't have anything, just a phone number, it's kind of weird. It's kind of sketchy. You know, you're going to hire a plumber who doesn't have a business name, doesn't have a website, doesn't have anything, but you're going to let them in your house and work on your pipes. Kind of weird. You're going to trust somebody to work on your health? No. So it's, it's a professionalism thing. The other side of it is search engine optimization and content. But a lot of people build a website and they're like, all right, let's go. And then they don't actually spend time creating content. So you need to develop content on there, like blogs and things like that. Um, now, what do I think is important? Honestly, I think the most important thing for anybody transitioning on their own, especially when you leave, uh, I don't, I, we chopped the question out a little bit, but I know you were leaving like a franchise or something like that to where you couldn't take your clients with you. Same situation with me. Um, I, I didn't take any clients with me. So you need to have some kind of marketing in place. If you're an in-person, maybe that's Google ads. If you, or maybe it's just uh, SEO content, maybe it's door-to-door -door flyers, maybe it's uh, connecting with local communities, partnering with chiropractors and PTs in your area, stuff like that. Um, a lot of really like obvious stuff. People just don't do the work to figure it out, honestly. And then the, if you're online, it's going to be more content-based. So creating content on social media, podcasts, YouTube, blog, like just cranking out. When I started, it was just like, all right, what are the platforms? I'm posting something on one of them every single day, if not multiple. And it was literally nonstop. So you got to have something in place like that. Um, I would probably have some kind of list builder to build your email list so you can use email marketing eventually as well. Um, so it's really just like, I think to, to really summarize the key things, I think you got to have a system for everything. So what is your system for billing and onboarding? And you should map out a client journey for this. I think a lot of people forget about this kind of stuff, but like, okay, somebody applies for coaching. How do they do that? Where's the link live? When they click link, what happens? How fast does that page load? What, how many questions do they got to answer? Is it overwhelming? Is it too simple and not give you enough information? Is it, does it look clean? Does it, is it mobile friendly? Once they fill that out and they click submit, what does the thank you page say? How long until you reach out? When you get on the call, how does the call go? Once they sign up, how much do you charge? Where does that payment go? Are you using PayPal, using Stripe? Are you using, uh, there, there's like Square or something like that. There's all these different ones. I recommend Stripe, but like you got to have a billing, right? What are your prices? Are those set? How often are you billing? Do you have a contract and liability form? Once all that is taken care of, okay, you're onboarding them. What do they get in the email? What's in, like, what's in the questionnaire? How are you going about those questions? Like, what about an assessment? Are you doing a food set? Like all those things influence how their experience is once they get you all that. How long are you using that to give them their plan? How do you deliver their plan? Yeah. How are you answering their questions about the plan that was delivered? When's the next follow-up? Like, how are you checking in? Like, there's just, what's your system? It has to be like mapped out on a big-ass whiteboard. Once you have that in place, okay, you got your onboarding billing system done. Cool. What's your marketing system? How often are you posting? What kind of content are you posting? Who are you speaking to? Like, what's your target audience? What platforms do they live on? What age group are they? What's your avatar? Like, you got to have a system for all this. If you don't have a system, you have a hobby, not a job. Not a business, honestly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's a fact. Like, yeah. Because otherwise, especially as an entrepreneur, the, the, the rude awakening for a lot of people who step out on their own and don't figure this shit out is they got on their own like, all right, let's do it. Where's the clients? Yeah. <laughs> now what? Because you just left a position where there was a system and there was a boss telling you what the fuck to do. Yeah. So if you no longer want to do that, you better be ready to be the boss of yourself, which is way harder than being boss of other people. It just is. Because you're trying to tell yourself what to do, give yourself structure and systems, and keep yourself accountable. Like, that shit is hard. Yep. It's way easier for me to be accountable to do my job today than it was when I first started. Because when I first started, it was just me yep. that it depended on. And although, yeah, like, my girls, it depended on, like, they depended on me too. Shannon still wasn't full. Like, she could, at, like, that, go get her job back if she really wanted to. Yep. I didn't want to let that happen. But now... I not only have them and she hasn't been working for four and a half a year, five years. So it's not as easy as that. And I have my whole team that keeps me accountable, but somebody's stepping out on their own right away. It's just you. So you really got to make those systems in place and you have to have a routine. It's like, yeah, you make your own schedule, but you better fill that schedule up. 
Yeah, I hear you. you know, with time blocks and tasks, you know. So, um, but yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, I just look at everything and go, what is my system for each of these things? Gonna be going. Oh, mini mentorship with Cody McBroom. Oh, shit. But yeah, for real, that's good. <laughs> All right, we will move on to the next question with uh, Ke- Casey Nicole. It says, I have a client who has PCOS and she came to me only eating 1,200 calories like actually 1,200 calories, and not losing weight. She was skinny fat. I increased her calories over the past six to nine months to a little over 2,000 calories, and she gained 10 pounds. So she went from 160 pounds to 170 pounds. Uh, Most of this was quite a bit of muscle, but also some body fat. In the past couple months, I have started lowering her calories into a deficit, and we are currently at 1,500 to 1,600. But she is not losing any fat in her weight, pictures, or measurements. She doesn't have the time to increase her steps or movement, so I feel like the only way to go is to increase her calories again, but she is already feeling quote-unquote heavy. Any ideas on how to get her body to respond to fat loss? Yeah, so there's a few things here. Number one, if you have PCOS, uh, very similarly, uh, hypothyroidism for sure is this way, but you're most likely going to have a little bit of a metabolic slowdown, meaning you're probably going to have to be a little bit more excuse me, aggressive with your diet. Typically, people who have PCOS, you just have to cut calories a little bit more drastically. Um, You don't have to remove any special foods. There's nothing crazy like that. It's very, very, very rare to see that. Um, There's a lot of that talk with like, you have to cut out like dairy and all those. It's the same thing with hypothyroidism. In fact, there was a meta-analysis on dieting for hypothyroidism. There probably is one that's similar to PCOS. Martin McDonald puts out a lot of content on this. But for hypothyroidism, I used it with uh, uh, to educate a client because we we were trying to like shatter some of the things that she was told previously by her naturopath. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> it wasn't by a naturopath. I'm joking. Um, but we uh, to like kind of shatter some of those myths that she was told, and um, some of them I believe were like by a doctor and stuff actually because it's just like old wife tale kind of thing. Um, no dairy. You, you don't want gluten or grains, anything like that. Like it was a bunch of stuff, and it was like actually um, gluten. Uh, can cause issues with Hashimoto's, and that's like what we're talking about here, Hashimoto's hypothyroidism, um, with some individuals, uh, but it's very, very rare. But like whole grains in general, especially when they're gluten-free, were great. Dairy was actually recommended. Like there were so many foods that were she was told not to eat that were actually suggested to eat that would it would improve hypothyroidism yeah. in Hashimoto's in this meta-analysis, which is a study of wow. all studies. Yeah. Um, so it, it like point being is you probably don't have to cut out a lot of these foods. Eat whole foods, get your fiber, blah, blah, blah you're probably going to have to be in a more aggressive deficit. Um, Sometimes lower carb is suggested and can work because PCOS can be associated with insulin resistance. Um, But the truth is, is insulin sensitivity and insulin resistance is, is very much so related to total caloric intake and fat accumulation. So the more fat you have, the more likely that's going to happen. So if you just lose body fat by being in a calorie deficit, you're probably going to fix the issue. Sometimes it helps to be low carb, but other times it can be uh, disadvantageous because they don't get the nutrients to support training and so on and so forth. Especially if it's somebody who can't train longer hours, you want to make it more intense training. You don't want to remove a bunch of carbs from her, but most likely you got to be in a more aggressive deficit. And I can tell you this right now, um, two things. One, you said she was at 2000 calories, right? Got up to 2000. Uh, yep. And then she got down to 15, 1600. Correct. And that took her a few months. It said, uh, Yep, in the past couple months, I've started lowering her calories into a deficit. Okay. 15, 16. So you've dropped 400 to 500 calories in two months, maybe a little bit more than two months. Yep, yep. By this time. That's far too, I mean, you just, you babied the process is probably what I would say, you know, because if you drop a couple hundred calories, nothing happens. After a week or two, you drop another couple hundred calories, nothing happens. And then maybe you drop another hundred calories. You're just like, I guarantee if you would have just dropped 400 calories right off the gate or 500 calories out the gate, it probably would have made a bigger difference. Now, you could tell me that you did that and it's just been a few months and nothing's happened. And if that's the case, I would say she probably wasn't out of the diet for long enough. Um, But most likely that's why. Usually if they have to be more aggressive, there's a good chance as well that there might be, have a bit more of uh, the metabolic phenotype that just adapts to the calorie drops metabolic adaptation happens a little bit easier and therefore you need to make a more aggressive cut. And even if that means you do refeeds or diet breaks or you don't diet for as long, so be it, but you got to get after it and just get it done. However, on the other side, when somebody tells me all this and they say they're skinny fat at the beginning, that tells me too that 
she could be at a weight right now that is not technically overweight. So her body is like, I don't need to lose weight. Like I'm fine because we got to remember too, that there's your body and your metabolism kind of has like this thermostat, right? This is why if you wear a weight vest and uh, weighted clothing, they've done a case studies on this as you're losing weight and you're replacing that weight with weight on the vest. Yeah. So I'm wearing like a vest with no weight. And then I go on a deficit. I start dieting and I lose two pounds that week. I'm going to put two pounds into my weight vest to mask that weight loss. You can keep losing weight without cutting your calories further and further because your body doesn't recognize that you lost the weight. So you uh, kind of like trick your thermostat because totally. your weight regulates the speed of your metabolism mostly. Obviously, there's other factors that influence it, but it does it enough to help you not have to cut your calories as much during a deficit. Don't take that as in she should wear a weight vest. Nobody's going to fucking do that. That's very unrealistic. But my point in saying that is that if somebody is skinny fat and they're not overweight, they might have a hard time losing weight because their body's like, I don't need to lose weight. So I'm going to regulate my thermostat, my metabolism to just stay here because I'm not fat. I'm not overweight. But if you tweak the training, and this is where like if somebody comes to me, I'm like, okay, we're going to increase your calories, reverse diet you, start building muscle. And I don't do anything to their training. And they're just not training enough days. They're not training hard enough. They're not doing enough volume. They're not really like firing muscles properly because they don't know good form. They're just going to gain some fat. There's not really much going on here. So the other side of it is, is like if somebody's skinny fat and they want to get really lean, a lot of times they need a dedicated period of time to gain muscle. Like I would say lean gain, but like, because we don't want to get fat, but like they need to tweak their training in order to stimulate muscle growth. They don't need more calories necessarily. They just need enough calories on the front end. You don't need to keep increasing them. Get them to where they need to be and then change your training to be more advantageous to build muscle. And then she probably wouldn't be skinny fat anymore. She would just have muscle and be of a weight that her body's not going to fight against her, there you, go. you know? So, um, it's hard to say you might have to cut calories further, but I would probably take a little diet break or maintenance phase and then dive back into a deficit a little bit more aggressively. Um, and if that doesn't work, then you're going to need more time to actually build muscle. Totally. You know? Yeah. So. Cool. You want to do one more? Yeah. All right. We got, uh, one coming from Jane or Jonna O'Connor. It says Arnold Press. Recently, a lot of people are saying it's junk. What uh, would you say it is worth it or not? What are your staple shoulder movements, and what are your thoughts on scrape press? Um, so I don't necessarily think it's junk. I think it's a good isolation exercise to throw in at like the tail end of a workout um, as a isolation exercise. So if like you're tired of lateral raises, you want to do something different, like throw them in. Um, I do think lateral raises are better and I do think just regular military presses are better because like lateral raises. So like when you do an Arnold press, you're going to get a little bit of that shoulder abduction. So which like is, is like a lateral raise and that's going to help. But then you go into a press and you're doing it with a light weight because you can't rotate a heavy weight here. Right. But with a military press, you're doing just the press. So it's kind of like, let's just break this movement down. Let's just do a regular press and triple the amount of weight we use because we can, and then let's just do lateral raises. Totally. You'll get a f more full range of motion on the bottom, and you'll get a heavier load on the top. And you just do two separate exercises. I don't think it's junk. I think, um, I actually wrote this up for a post I haven't posted yet, as this is recording, um, that says there's no bad exercises. There's just exercises done with bad form or with incorrect application. Mm. Meaning, if you're using an Arnold press for a compound lift, yeah, it's fucking stupid. That is a horrible application of that. Like, don't use that. Similarly, if you're using an overhead press for a compound lift, which would make more sense, have more application, but you're doing it with really bad technique, that's just as ineffective. You know, neither one of those is accurate or right. Um, so it's not that Arnold press is bad. It's just how is it being performed and where is it being placed within a workout or within a training program? Um, I would even say that about burpees, you know, like I hate burpees. I don't use burpees hardly ever, but I can think of situations that burpees would be effective. You know, like, I mean, for one, anybody who's tactical, like any type of first responder, law enforcement, firefight, anything like that, I think you should be able to like drop on the floor and get up really quickly. Totally. I mean, it just sounds like something that would be smart. Somebody shooting at you, probably get on the ground really quickly. Yeah. And then when it's the fire, the yeah. gun stops, pop right up. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a good idea. Um, I also think that every human being should be able to do that. Doesn't mean we need to do it all the time. Doesn't make it like a staple oh, well. exercise, but you should be able to do it, you know? Like, I think uh, I think climbing a rope, everybody should be able to climb a rope. Does it mean I'm going to program rope climb all the time? No, I think that would be stupid to just program it all the time. But if there's a rope or there's a situation I got to climb up some weird object and I just can't do it because I've never 
use the muscles or the mechanics needed to climb up something, I feel like I'm a, just an inferior human. Like, yeah. I feel like, you know, there's, there's a reason for that. So again, I just think it's context specific. So I don't think it's a bad exercise. I think there's better shoulder exercises. And I think that you just need to be doing it properly because you can hurt your rotator cuff and your shoulder pretty bad if you're just swinging it around and shit. Um, yeah. So there's that. Um, for my staple shoulder exercises, dumbbell seated military press with back support is my number one. And um, so like I say support because if I don't have support on my back, if I'm standing or if there's no support on my back, I have to use core trunk stability way more. I have to worry about uh, thoracic extension and stabilization in that tall position without anything supporting my spine. Therefore, I'm using a bunch of different muscle groups instead of just isolating my shoulders, where if I have something to support on like a upright bench, I can just focus on overloading my shoulders and pressing heavy weight um, with a good full range of motion. So I like a seated dumbbell military press. Um, barbell overhead press is great too. Um, I think for hypertrophy, um, dumbbell military press and lateral raises are better. Um, I think overhead press with a barbell is cool. I think a lot of people lack the mobility to do it. I think the fact that you got to get the bar over your face is kind of... Um, just annoying. Like you have to like lean back. It's just an awkward movement at times. However, I think it's a really good, like functional strength exercise. You know, like I think that's more functional than a bench press because it's more likely you're going to have to pick something up over your head than it is you like lay flat on your back and push something off your chest. Totally. So I like the exercise, but I think dumbbell military press is my number one. Um, I love dumbbell lateral raises in a seated position. However, like based on science, they're probably not as effective as like a cable lateral raise with like leaning. So you've seen me do this where I'm like leaning off of the cable machine and yep. then I'm doing lateral raises from yep. behind my back. So when I do that at the bottom, the cable still has ten tension. And so it's pulling my shoulder. And as we know, the stretch phase of a movement is the most hypertrophic. So if I'm really after like full hypertrophy, especially on the front side and rear delt, I'm going behind my back and it's pulling me into a stretch position. So I'm getting way more range of motion. I'm getting more tension on the bottom. A dumbbell lateral raise, there's not really any stretch at the bottom. Uh. Um, I don't have any explanation outside. Of, I just like a dumbbell lateral raise. It just feels good. Cool. Um, and sometimes you got to, you know, you do that. Um, but those are my two. I think that the shoulders, uh, if we're just talking about the delts itself, like obviously your upper back's a little bit different. Rear delts uh, and traps, I would say face poles. But um, I think your delts are one of those ones that do well with a lot of tension and lightweight with uh, higher loads. And I don't know if that's necessarily because that's going to build more muscle, although that's been said in the past, like, Lightweight, high rep, high tension, long duration, like long time under tension movements are best for shoulder development. I mean, that's been said in the industry for years. I don't know if that's the case. I think science could probably disprove that. Um, I think all of them can work if volume's equated. However, I do think people are way more likely to hurt their shoulder joint itself by doing heavy loads. Therefore, I think it's more effective for hypertrophy because you can just do it more often. Um, so with that being said, I think that's one of those, those uh, muscles I change up all the time. The dumbbell military press is a staple that is always in my program, like literally week after week after week, month after month. But I do seated lateral raises, banded lateral raise, single arm at lateral raise, kettlebell lateral raise, upright rows, which is really still a lateral raise, just in a different loading position. Um, single arm rope from a cable. Um, I will do 3D band pull parts, all kinds of shit. Like I just like changing up polyquin raises, Cuban presses. Like they're a fun one to throw at the end of the program and just change up the variation constantly. Same thing with like curls. Totally. Um, scrape press. I call it a scrape the rack press. Um, I saw that from John Meadows. Um, and I love it. We actually have it on our YouTube channel. I use it in the Taylor trainer. Um, it's on the Taylor trainer YouTube channel. Uh, it's basically, it's, it's a good one for people who want to use a, a barbell overhead press for hypertrophy, but they have trouble going overhead. So basically rack it up on the, the rack as if you're going to do a, a barbell overhead press, I would rack it a little bit lower than normal, get it off the rack like lean forward in a staggered position. So you're literally like basically pressing the bar into the rack and you're pushing your weight into it. And you're literally going to press upwards while you're pushing forward. So it's like constantly pushing into the rack forward as you slide it, scrape it up the rack till you're in a full position and you come back down. Um, I like it cause it's more of like a angled press, like a landmine. You're not going straight overhead and it just is constant tension. You have to push into the bar, the rack the whole time and it just creates a ton of tension. Damn, so you don't have to load the bar as much. You can load it a little bit. Um, but I like it. It's a really cool variation. If you've yeah. never seen it, check out the YouTube channel. Yeah. And you and CJ do that quite often. Yeah. We're, we'll we're throw push it in. Pushed against the, uh, 
Oh, yeah. You're thinking like pin presses and pin stuff. Presses, yeah. um, it's kind of like a variation of that. Yeah. Um, normally, pin presses are isometric, so you would push into the pin and hold it there. So if I were to set pins halfway on that, scrape the press, go into the pins and just stop there and push as hard as I can. Totally. It's isometric because it's not moving. Whereas a normal scrape the rack press is you're going through that full range of motion. Gotcha. Um, I love pin presses, though, too. Throwing in isometrics every once in a while is a good idea for a lot of people to just break through strength plateaus and stuff. Yeah. So. Dope. All right, that was a great podcast. A um, few quick shout-outs to all of our sponsors. First one being ourselves, of course. Online coaching, that is what we do. If you heard anything today that fires you up, that gets you excited about training, that gets you uh, feeling like you need to have help, you need guidance, you need accountability, you need support, or you want some really fucking passionate people like me, as we were talking about, um, who will literally yell at their aunt because they are so hyped up about nutrition. <laughs> if you want that kind of coaching in your corner, head over to taylorcoachingmethod.com. There's a button on the front page. You just click that right there. So go to taylorcoachingmethod.com, click the front yellow button. It says online coaching. It'll go right to the application. You can work with us. You get a free call first. Check out our sponsors, firstform.com slash taylorcoachingmethod for all of your goods when it comes to supplement needs and giantlifting.com to hook up your gym with the best equipment in the game. We appreciate you guys listening and we'll catch you next time.